Bad Family, a podcast for black sheep, bad kids, bad family. Let's get started. Hey, Lincoln, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm sorry I'm so late to podcast today. I feel like, uh, kind of, do you remember how we were always late to church? (laughs) Because we were just always trying to get things together or round everybody up or fit one more thing in. I feel like that mm-hmm. is um, a constant thing that I am always <laughs> doing. And I think it, it's disrespectful, actually, because yeah. it values your time more than it values other people's time. But I just feel like I am always trying to squeeze so much in that inevitably I am late. No big deal. Um it's earlier over here on the West Coast, so I still have plenty of time to do things the rest of the day. Oh, so I'm perfect. Cool. Um, mainly. <laughs> well, as you know, I was trying to get a workout in and then take a shower and get ready, but also um, I was starving. No, that's exaggerated. That's hyperbole. <laughs> I was very hungry, so I was trying to eat a bagel really quickly. And bada bing, bada boom, now we're here. I'm going to exercise and shower after podcast, but right now I'm just taking care of sleeping kitty. She, we took her to the vet to get spayed a couple of days ago. So she's Aww, real tired. What a sweetie. Petra, is yeah. that her name again? Petra. She looks silly. She has to wear like a big cone on her head. Oh, for that a happened week. to our cat little she because look. she had a hangnail i don't know what it's called but one of her nails got too long to the point where her little claw had curled over and was poking into her paw and so we had to take her to the vet for them to trim her nails and take that one out and um she got so pissed with that cone on her face it was like she had a different personality she would not come near us she was just like so angry but as soon as we took it off she was like sweet little kitty again i think she just like freaked her out to no end that's good. It took Petra a little bit. But now she's not fighting more. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Now, how was your week otherwise? Um, Generally, pretty good. I was alone half the week. Um, Haley, my partner, was gone visiting her mom and dad. So just me and Kitty. Um, and then work was pretty regular. Glad to hear it. Well, I have been getting a ton of organization done. I know everyone keeps telling me to watch the home edit, which I haven't watched, but it's that Reese Witherspoon organizational show. But I did did not watch that, but I did just organize a bunch of stuff. Our fridge, our freezer, our bathroom cabinets. I've just been like on an organizational kick. Tight. Yeah, I love organizing. Hey, Lindsay. How's it going? Miss Lindsay. Nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's having trouble connecting. All right, let's take a break while we try and get Lindsay on. Okay. Welcome back. Bad family here with Lindsay connected. Hey, Lindsay. Hi. Thank you for. Hey, Lindsay. How's it going? 
is going. It is going. We were just catching up on our weeks. How was your week? Um, it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> I suddenly can't remember anything. <laughs> but, uh... well, that's okay. Glad it was good. Well, um, let's go ahead and get started for our Tell Us Apart segment today. I thought it would be nice to do something really positive. I think everyone is feeling like a need to have some headspace and to um, do do and think about things that feel good right now. (laughs) So I thought we could either Tell Us Apart talk about life goals like things we want out of our lives i was thinking about that because i was listening to old episodes of the daily this morning and i was listening to the episodes where they were it was right when the country had hit a hundred thousand coronavirus cases and they were just all of these little vignettes of people's lives that were so beautiful just like talking about you know the people who had passed and their relationships which kind of made me think about wanting to reflect on my own life or <laughs> for Dallas <laughs> Bart, I'll let you guys pick. I thought we could just talk about things that we like about our family. Before you got here, Lindsay, I was talking about how our family was always late, like always late to church. <laughs> so it was like fashionably <laughs> that late. That wasn't about me being late to the recording because it was truly just a technical issue. No, I was actually talking about me being late to record since I kept pushing the time back because I was trying oh. to... Take my shower and eat my bagel and get my crap together. Um, but which would you prefer to talk about? Things we enjoy about our family or things we want out of our lives? I can talk about either. Uh, Link, what do you want to talk about? <clears throat> um, how about we both pick one like we'll pick our favorite and then we'll answer that one okay sure all right go for it (laughs) yeah (laughs) um the life goals one is interesting to me and it's kind of on my mind a lot uh i a while ago i read the alchemist i don't know if y'all have read that book but basically a key line from the book is like at all times you must know what it is that you want and it sticks with me because in terms of life goals i will frequently feel confused like i i'm not sure exactly what i want where i want to be in like five or ten years or like what i want the end goal of my life to be but i had a really cool conversation with my therapist, another plug for therapy, um, where he helped me figure out, like, you can just kind of take it a piece at a time and you don't have to figure out everything today, which was really nice. Because if I, like, worry about not knowing what all my life goals are, it can lead to, like, this weird, like, existential dread, you know? I get that. I um, when I was younger in my 20s, I deeply remember feeling so anxious about being too old, which is a funny feeling to feel at like 24. 
but Mm -hmm. I remember feeling like I'm too old to learn how to skateboard. I'm too old to be a gymnast. I've never figured out what I want to do with my life. And if I don't figure it out soon, my life is going to pass me by. Mm -hmm. But now in my mid thirties, I don't really feel like that. I certainly still have like the dread of feeling old, especially as my body becomes more cantankerous. And I just mm-hmm. don't feel like I have the same energy that I had when I was 20 and how I need more sleep now than I needed when I was 20. But I feel like in terms of figuring things out, I've calmed down a lot. Like, I feel like I have more clarity and direction in what I want and what I want to do and like what my life goals were than I ever have. And I think it's just like experience and time, you know, I've had. 35 years to tinker with things and figure things out that's fair i definitely feel much better about where i am in life right now at almost 25 than i did like five years ago or even like three years ago but um yeah back on that the alchemist line you must always know what it is that you want it just like is a concept that sort of sticks in my mind a lot I get that. I think it's positive to be thinking about, but they also don't have to be huge things. They can be little things. Like, I know that for me, what I want my life to be about is relationships. Like, I most treasure and value my relationships with both family, but also my friends who have become my family. And besides relationships and like interactions with people I think what's most important to me is helping other people you know just trying to have like a life where your life benefited other people that's incredibly important to me otherwise I feel like I'm not sure what it's all about that's awesome I think right now I'm just trying to focus on like continuous improvement and trying to be like a little better of a person each day what do you mean by improvement um like i feel like i know myself pretty well i know like what the worst qualities of myself are so that can be like laziness or conflict avoidance or anxiousness, things like that. Um, so trying, knowing my actively do combat or counter those. So making sure I have enough energy in the day by like going to bed uh, early and sort of consistently and trying to stick to healthy routines that I set up so I can get into like the flow of doing things and doing things right. That's really nice. I also love that you've identified the worst qualities of yourself. I think I think I want to do that for me too. I know that I am self-absorbed and also that I can have a really domineering personality sometimes like bossy. I know that I can just like be bossy sometimes. It will just come out. And then I also know that uh, I definitely um, am anxious. Oh, and I have intense anger. Those are all probably really negative things about me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, I mean, like, 
if you flip the script, like anger can be like a sign of passion and bossiness can translate into confidence or assertiveness. I didn't hear yeah. yeah. Lindsay, you can't hear us? I didn't hear what you just said after. If you flip the script. Oh, go ahead. Say oh, it again, sorry. Okay. Uh, I was saying, like, if you flip the script, all of those qualities can be, like, translated into good things. So, like, intense anger can, like, relate to being passionate. And, like, bossiness can relate to being confident or assertive. Like, I think that all of those qualities are just, like, human things. And depending on how you use them, they can be good or bad. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, that's sweet of you. I uh, Similar to you, I feel like I'm always trying to conquer my worst qualities. You know, like, kind of like make your weaknesses strengths. Like, I'm just always trying to turn what's shitty about me into things that are a little better. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. Lindsay, you, didn't, you now should tell us your worst worst qualities and what you want out of life <laughs> i don't have any <laughs> no thank you no i don't know um probably a lot of the same ones you mentioned um anxiety conflict avoidance um probably uh some laziness but I don't know. I, I'm also not convinced that we have to be productive all the time, or yeah. even that that's um, something worth pursuing. So, laziness is um, maybe not the word that I'm looking for there. More like, well, yeah. just like Lincoln said, you can flip the script, and like instead of perceiving it as laziness, you can just value rest and like the ability to recharge. Right. Yeah, I think like what I try to strive for is like being able to function and work when I want to work, and then like also valuing my own time too, and like knowing when I should have a hard cut off in my work day and then dedicate the rest of the day to rest or like dedicating weekends to rest and not working on weekends and burning out. Ooh, you know, this is really healthy for me because I am not someone who is good at slowing down. Mm -hmm. I am not good at self-care. And I think my weekend is indicative of that where I have done an insane amount of organization and cleaning. <laughs> But if you had asked me, have I rested and recharged? I think that the answer is no. <laughs> well, you have a new to-do item for the rest of the day. Rest and recharge. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's helpful. Uh, Lindsay, before we move on, do you want to talk at all about um, your goals or things that you think you want out of your life? Sure. I actually was just thinking about this because... <laughs> Somebody on Bumble asked me this question. Um, I don't think that I'm very, I'm a very like professionally motivated person. I don't care too much about like, this sounds bad, but I just don't think of my life in terms of like where I want to go in my career. That's not 
important to me so much. I think like you, Courtney, what's more important to me is like having good relationships and um, being able to spend time with people that I care about and do things that feed me uh, spiritually or, you know, creatively or whatever. Um, so yeah, I guess the things that I am working toward are like having deeper connections with my friends and family and like becoming a more conscientious and compassionate member of my community and like, you know, learning more about our Samoan heritage is something I would like to do more in my life and like make art and sing songs. And <laughs> I just don't, you know, I don't care too much about like making a ton of money or, or anything like that. Well, I've got to say making money is a distraction because there's a part of me that thinks, oh, you just want to make a ton of, I'm saying you, I mean me. I'm thinking like, oh, right. I just want to make a ton of money so that I'm set so that then I have time to read or do art or write or like accomplish my creative goals. But the truth of it is that your life can pass you by. And unless, you know, you're going to, unless you take the time to do your creative pursuits, wherever you are now in your free time, you're not necessarily going to make it happen. You know, there's like no better time than now. Yeah. Amen. It's like, I'm always, always telling myself, Oh, you know, I just, the reason I don't write as much as I would like to is because I didn't have a computer and then I got a computer and I still am never writing. And it was a wake up call. I'm like, actually the problem is me. (laughs) It's not not having the tools. It's me. It's like I have this idea in my mind as well that if I just set up like a little painting station in a corner of our house, I would paint. But actually, I feel confident that I wouldn't. The problem is me. (laughs) So, oh, well, that is something I should work on. (laughs) Anyway, let's uh, get to the heart of it, I guess. Today, we wanted to talk about um, rest. And also social performance. I know, Lindsay and Lincoln, you've been wanting to talk about Love Island. And so we thought it would be interesting to talk about social performance related to that, but also social performance generally. Um, And also we thought it would be interesting to talk about rest, because I think in this time of needing more stillness in our minds, you know, kind of escaping, watching mindless tv can be really helpful in a way to just you know escape or recharge let's get into it (laughs) take it away i've never seen the show so i mean uh good (laughs) before we start i want to say that love island is super entertaining um at least season five which i have been watching uh but if you are looking to rest if you're looking to rest, I can't recommend binging it because it is just a <laughs> roller coaster ride of emotions and you're on the edge of your seat. <laughs> the thing about it is they film 
like every day for an entire summer. So the a single season is like forty to fifty episodes. Yeah. But within that, it is. And I'm talking about UK, not Love Island US, which yeah, I think yeah, is a, yeah, yeah. a sick bastardization and boring <laughs> as all get out. <laughs> but Love Island UK is genius, inventive, groundbreaking television. <laughs> social experiment. It's so interesting. I could, I could write a thesis about that show. <laughs> Man... And season five is an especially good one. It's not my favorite season. Season two is the greatest season. But you maybe don't want to start with that because it's too good. Man. Well, talk. I mean, start. I guess you need to lay out the tenets of your thesis. Oh, so well, the, um, there are a couple of unaware like like myself can get on board. Okay. Um, gosh, well, there are a couple of different things that I could talk about there's like (sighs) there's the racial implications of (laughs) of Love Island like what it says about uh, the UK more broadly and honestly like the western world because there's always like a majority white people and then a few yeah usually a few like either black people or like south or like british asian people and so the the concept of the show (laughs) in the first episode they have five girls uh they all enter the villa individually and then they meet each other and then they talk about what they want out of a romantic partner and it's always like my type is tall dark and handsome always this accent is not right i'm not hitting the, the accent markers but they're always like yeah, that's what I'm looking for, is someone, like, with good banter, somebody who, like, makes me laugh, but also he's got to be hot. And then the boys come in one at a time, and the girls step forward if they're interested in the boy, and then he gets wow. to choose which of the five like... girls he wants to pair up with. And then part of pairing up is that they have to, like, sleep in the same bed together, but they all, like... All of the beds are in one room. So it's like. So you're immediately sleeping in in a giant communal living room slash bedroom. Yep. With with a stranger. Yeah. Wait. And if you pair up, let's say this is, I didn't even understand the premise. This sounds so bananas. So it's basically like, a swipe left, swipe right dating app, but in real life, where you step yes. forward if you're interested in the person. In the, the first, first episode, first couple. yeah, in the first episode, they do that, and then throughout the show, they do these little like the producers create these challenges to mix things up. So sometimes it'll be like, you know, because they watch them every day, like twenty four seven. They can hear each other. You know, we we see them gossiping about each other so sometimes it'll be like in this challenge you have to guess who said this about which other person and then all this fucking drama comes out <laughs> the gossip is... is actually it unreal. is unbelievable <laughs> that sounds like a lot of drama rama i actually feel triggered <laughs> yeah that's why i said like very entertaining 
television, but on like the concept of relaxing, maybe go watch Great British Bake Off. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's definitely not the same. They're not like touchy feely, you know. But if you're an extrovert and that. you're looking to get recharged, the show will do oh, it for it's sure. Oh, it's so good. Damn, for some reason I thought it was like a really restful no. show. <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking that, but just like mindless and calm. It's definitely a little mindless, but calm, no ma'am. So what happens when you pair off with someone on Love Island and then what if they hate each other? Yeah, periodic recouplings where um, either the boys get to pick like which girl they want to recouple with or the girls get to do it and if there's like at certain points the show will introduce a new boy or girl or like a couple of people at a time to shake things up random that's what i like is you never know when somebody new might come in it's not like the bachelor where it's like you know it's so formulaic this show is yeah, new people come all the time. And if there's like an odd guy out or an odd girl out after the recouplings, then those people are dumped from the island. Do yeah. they have to go home? Yeah. Okay. And sometimes entire couples are dumped from the island based on like um, people watching the show and voting for their favorite couple. If you're the least liked couple, you're out of there. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> That's funny, just based on personality. So it's also like um, America's Got yeah. Talent or something, oh, where you're voted so you out. Can, yeah, you can vote live while the show is happening. You can't do that with the UK episodes because we can't watch them live. But that's a fun part. And sometimes, like they'll they'll pick um, the least liked couple, and then sending instead of sending both people home, they'll only send one <laughs> person home. Man. It- so That's times I don't know if this has happened where yet at at this point in the season for you, Lincoln, but sometimes they will take all of the girls or all of the boys and send them to a totally different villa and bring in all new people. And then at the end oh, yeah, of yeah. like two uh-huh. weeks they'll send them back to the original villa. And if they want to, they can recouple with somebody from the new villa or they can choose to stay with their old partner. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is drama, drama, drama. Like all of these people are already kind of uh, super gossipy. Some of them are shallow and like love to talk shit about each other. So, like, if you put all of these people in a space where they're stuck with each other every single day for a summer, and then the show like gives them material to. Um, like a gossip about each other. Oh, and uh, it really just is. This nuts. season, season five is like particularly bad in that respect, as far as like or original group is extremely gossipy and catty. Not every season is that way, but yeah. It sounds kind of toxic. Do you ever finish watching it and just feel sort of icky about <laughs> being a Sometimes human? You do have to take a break from it. Yeah. It can. I I could watch in like two episode chunks, two to three episode chunks. I have definitely binged it and well, felt like I had too much candy, you know. <laughs> but, I think it sounds interesting, definitely entertaining. I'm not sure I'm sold. 
it just maybe just not in these times. <laughs> it could be too stressful for these times for you if you're. I have felt like watching this show where, um, at like different points within an episode, the people will like talk one on one with the camera, so like office style about how they're feeling about certain events or like towards certain people, and like frequently they'll have misunderstood something or gotten something wrong, and then it just leads to like more complications and bigger like shallow fights so watching the show i'll like i'll really want uh like once a week for them to each visit a therapist in the show oh yeah because to smooth out all the drama and i know that this is against like privacy laws and everything but if they could record these people going in these <laughs> sessions <laughs> and put it on tv i would be so that would be the best television show ever. I have thought that before. <laughs> I would love to watch somebody else's therapy session. <laughs> I just feel like there are probably so many misunderstandings that with good communication I could think be that's resolved. What I like watching. That's like part of what's fun about it for me is like I watch it and then I discuss with my friends like, oh, he, you know, if he would just understand that that's not what she means by that she's trying to just defend herself because of her experiences and the, that part is yeah. just mwah, delicious to me well, well some people can communicate uh, and like they'll smooth out the fight they'll both communicate how they're feeling and it'll go fine but then some people just cannot and then like certain time oh, sorry at certain points like everything will be fine and then like one girl or someone will, like, start a rumor mm -hmm. that something happened, and then it'll explode, even if, like, the rumor was baseless. Yeah. Oh, boy. I find yeah. that it makes me think about my yeah. communication style. <laughs> you... Like, it helps you to be a better so. communicator, seeing <laughs> yeah. people fail? I think it does. I mean, it is an exercise in what not to do. <laughs> That is positive. I want to circle back to this element of race you were talking about. Were you just saying that, like, demographically on the show, it's representative of, of a lack of diversity in the UK? What were you saying? Lindsay? Lincoln, I'm are you here. there? Lindsay. <laughs> I hear what you said. Maybe we I said I wanted to circle back about what you were saying about race. Did you feel like it's representative of like a lack of diversity in the UK? Or just that show? Oh, I think or... it's probably not that that show is like a perfect, um, you know, microcosm of the entire country. But I do think that it's indicative of race politics in, in the UK. And the fact that it's never acknowledged, like every season, that kind of thing happens. And it's like, if you're watching critically, <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely worth examining the fact that like, yeah, that the, that there is like a, an, a tacit preference for white features and yeah that's not one of the, the good things that's about the good. show but that's what i think i just think it's interesting all right 
any um, other tenets of your thesis you want to share related to Love Island? <sighs> Lincoln, do you have any any other things you would write about Love Island? I don't want to spoil anything from from the um, other seasons. I don't know how far in you've gotten. I think I'm like episode 30-something in season 5. Uh, but it, I'm pretty sure it goes up to 50, so yeah. there's still to be had. But viewers, if you do watch season five, I'll just say that um, so far, I love Tommy and Curtis. <laughs> oh, I hate no. Molly, um, hate Molly May. I think she is a gossipy little, I don't want to, she's just gossipy, all right? Um, and I think Mora is a little crazy i love mora i don't like tommy i think tommy's an idiot (laughs) he is an idiot but he's a lovable idiot oh i don't love him i think he's so stupid and i think he's stupider for liking molly who i think uh sucks but worst Okay, this is boring for me, having never seen it and not knowing sorry, these people. Sorry, sorry. All right, next topic. How do you find... Uh, so let's, I mean, maybe let's talk about social performance. Do you feel like any of these people are sort of exaggerating their personalities or like putting on a front related to being on television? I guess that would be hard to say since we don't actually know them as people. Or do you feel like you do anything that's like socially performative in your own lives? I mean, I think we all do. I think that's like a part of uh, being alive in the social media age. Unless you're like completely disconnected. Um, We're all like creating personas online that aren't, that probably don't fully um represent like who we are and what we're about is probably more like you know like I'm not posting every time I cry in the shower (laughs) but it happens well also it can be too much like I am I'm a big proponent of being emotionally vulnerable and sharing what you're really feeling or thinking even though it's difficult but that doesn't necessarily mean you want to post you know like a video of yourself crying in the shower you know what I mean it's too much it's like a little too real like a little too raw I think you and it's uh, it can be too public yeah I think um if you can make it like being a social media influencer is probably a lucrative job, but I would never want it because I wouldn't want to one constantly be on my phone and then two like make everything in my life, a performance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like, I love scrolling through Instagram and the different apps, uh, just like anybody else but they can be really taxing and i like not feeling pressured to post or um maintain a like online persona 
Yeah, I'm just not good at it. I am just have never been good at social yeah. media. It does feel very performative. Like, look how beautiful I am, or look how much fun I'm having, or look at me on the beautiful vacation, <laughs> or even like, look what I made for dinner. I just feel like there are moments where I do it, but overall, there's just like a bit of ickiness to it for me because it's about likes. It's like, how many people like what I'm doing? And each of those is like a little niche too. So I have never built an online brand for myself. Like I'm not the cooking guy. I'm not the outdoors guy. I'm not the, um, where are the other ones? <laughs> I'm definitely not a makeup <laughs> Like there's only 10. Well, <laughs> there are I'm categories blank. you could easily define. I'm not like a I'm not a dancer. I'm not like a prank video kind of person. I'm just Thanks. like a person living in modern America doing his best. Yeah, I get that. I don't have like a thing either. I don't really have a brand. Or a particular style or anything that I'm known for besides my face. <laughs> and, and truly, it just doesn't interest me. I don't know. Like, even the thought of having to figure out something to post. Yeah. I, I don't want to. But, I mean, honestly, I really value people who have beautiful instagrams you know what i mean that are like very designy or they're good at social media management of their companies and they they you know every post is like on brand for who they are i mean i think that's a skill it's just not a skill i have yeah i appreciate them too i think that's definitely like fun to look at those apps and i they definitely put a lot of work into them um but I don't have enough time. Yeah, I guess if it was your entire I business. think I just find it overwhelming <laughs> you to like it out. think about uh, creating a whole persona for myself. That seems, I think I would just get too caught up in being like, but what if I'm, what if I also want to be the cooking person? I've already chosen to be the dancing person. No, I can't change. Well, I mean, some people do, right? Like Chrissy Teigen's famous model, but also she likes cooking. So she's using her platform to like yeah. pivot in that direction. Man, that's an interesting example considering what just happened with her. Well, and also um, Jordan Peele was the comedy guy for a long time, but now he's the like horror filmmaker. Yeah. Well, and also how... Um... What's the name of that guy who was on Community, but also he happens to be an incredible oh, rapper? Oh, Dennis Gambino? Yeah. You know, and I feel, I honestly feel like creative people are creative in many different avenues. They have so many different talents. Even if we don't see all of those talents. So, I think it's fine to pivot. But yes there will always, I think, be an element of social performance, of wanting to appear to be our best and not our worst. Like, I would probably, I don't know. I mean, I do feel like people are just trying to highlight their best 
looks and their best actions and their best qualities instead of their worst qualities. But I like the idea of highlighting our worst qualities. <laughs> it's just funny. I think seeing different sides of people uh, makes them more interesting as well. Like, uh, that was an interesting topic you brought up about how like people can pivot and then just thinking about that. I think it would be really entertaining to watch a show with someone who's like deeply entrenched into their thing, just make a pivot. So I would love to, for example, watch like Gordon Ramsay teach people how to skateboard or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would be into it. I can't think of anything off the top of my top of my mind but i do feel like there are lots of people branching into new avenues in this era in this time and i would like to as well actually would like to to try new things what are you trying to try and um i want to do something different for work i don't know exactly what but interesting I also, I don't know what else I want to try. I am not very sporty. I used to be actually in high school, but I, I haven't been that outdoorsy lately, maybe in the last five or 10 years. I might like trying getting outdoorsy again. That'd be, that would fun. be cool. I like the outdoors. Um, Lindsay, what do you want to try? Um, what would I like to try new? Uh, swimming. Really? Um, I would like to try like painting for real, like with an easel. I have an easel. I can't ship it yeah, to you. That, that sounds very expensive. <laughs> I but think you, you can, can get one for like not too too expensive. Um, what else would I like to try? Oh, I want to learn how to sew. That's probably the big one. I love that. I, lo I also like the idea of just like making things with my hands. I've been drawing a lot more in quarantine and I got one of my friends got me a um, digital stylus for my birthday. So I've been taking pictures of sketches and then painting them on my phone with a with an app. Cool. That's been fun. Oh, that's lovely. Are you going to create a new Bad Family yeah. cover for us? <laughs> that is how I <laughs> was going to do that. Or try. Perfect. Well, I think we've kind of run the gamut this episode. You know, talking about Love Island and social performance. Life goals. Um, before we wrap up, does anyone want to say anything more about any of that or about rest in these times? Um, just I want to reiterate that rest is productive. So, like, in order to be functioning and even just happier on any given day, you need to make sure that you set aside time to rest and like prioritize resting I think that's true like uh, Lloyd my personal trainer 
when COVID first started or shortly thereafter, I was working out a lot. I know I've said this, but I was working out like six times a week. And Lloyd was like, that's too much. You know, your body has to have time to rest to make any gains. And my personality is not one that naturally I am good at resting and just stopping. I, I almost feel like very manic. Like it's like, go, 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 next, 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 next. But I can 100% see how valuable it is because I definitely have a cycle where I'm go, go, go anxious burnout (laughs) you know what I mean crash and then get excited about an idea and start again go 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 but I think it would be much 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 healthier to just have a regular uh, self-care healthy practice of rest and recharging so that I don't have such a like phoenix cycle in my personality I want to touch on one more thing just because it popped in my head which is basically um try not to take things too seriously because uh, a little while ago, maybe like a month or two, I went on vacation and I, for the first few days, I like really had trouble relaxing and unwinding. And so I was talking to my therapist and I was like, I don't get it, man. If I schedule time to relax, why aren't I relaxing? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) He basically said like, you need, to just slow down <laughs> and go with flow a little more. <laughs> you, you have built it up like so much, I don't know, just so much stress that and like the need to go and do things in order to feel productive that you're having trouble like unwinding. But I tried that and then towards like the middle end of the vacation, I was feeling much more mellow. Well, that's it. So that's, that's really helpful for me. I 100% could see myself yeah. doing that. Like I had just built up so much about what relaxation means. I doubt I would be able to yeah, just get take there. A breather. <laughs> yeah, that is relatable content right there. Anything you want to say about wrestling? Um... Not really. I don't think I struggle with it as much as you guys do. Hella <laughs> chill, so uh, no. <laughs> I guess we need to like take a page out of your book. I definitely am like an energizer bunny. I need to learn how to. That's like grandma. Unwind. You guys are just like grandma. Yeah. I think it's hereditary, like our mother, too, where I can't really sit still. Like, if I'm sitting down, I'll see something that needs to be taken care of. I mean, even when, like, Grandma was watching TV, she was still doing something. She was, like, snapping green beans or cutting coupons. That's how I am as well. I just, it is very, very rare for me to just, like, sit and binge a show. I can't even watch more than, like, one show. I have to, like, be doing something else. I'm not saying that's healthy. It's just like a personality quirk and I'm trying to um, chill the freak out. (laughs) But it's challenging. It's challenging. So it's good to talk about. It's good to talk about. Um, Well, I wish you both rest and relaxation. Um, I don't think I don't think we'll ever free ourselves from social performance, but I wish you um, as little of that as you can stomach. 
You're welcome. All Love right, you. Well, you Love you too. Have a great weekend. Bye. Thanks for listening. Smell you later.